Hallelujah. Okay, so uh, here we are for the Feast of Weeks out in Pentecost 2022. And we have a message for today. Um, pray that it's short and sweet. And so we're going to jump right in, uh, into it. Starting off with Exodus 34, 22 and Deuteronomy 16, 9 through 12 speaks to why we're here today and why we do what we do. And my first reader read Exodus 34, 22 and Deuteronomy 16, 9 through 12, please. Exodus 34, 22. And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks of the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. Deuteronomy 16, beginning at verse 9. Seven weeks shalt thou number unto thee. Begin to number the seven weeks from such time as thou beginnest to put the sickle to the corn. And thou shalt keep a, week, a feast of weeks unto Yahuwah, thy Elohim, with a tribute of a freewill offering of thine hand, which thou shalt give unto Yahuwah, thy Elohim, according as Yahuwah, thy Elohim, hath blessed thee. And thou shalt rejoice before Yahuwah, thy Elohim, Thou and thy son and thy daughter and thy manservant and thy maidservant and the Levite that is within thy gates and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow that are among you in the place which Yahuwah thy Elohim hath chosen to place his name there. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in Egypt and thou shalt observe and do these statutes. Hallelujah. So we see here, we learned that um, we shall observe the Feast of Weeks, the first fruits of the wheat of harvest. And it is truly harvest time for the wheat. You know, uh, many people around the world are harvesting their wheat that, that um, actually planted it. You know, and it tells us in Deuteronomy, it says uh, that Ye shall keep the feast of weeks unto Yahuwah, the I Elohim, with a tribute of a free will offering in thine hand. You know, Yah does not expect for you to come to his to his um his uh, feast empty-handed. After all, their harvest feast, and if you plant a seed, he gave you a harvest. Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and he says, and thou shalt rejoice before Yahuwah thy Elohim. So you should have a good time. You know, um, physically as well as spiritually. Yeah, man. Say a lot on that. And act, and lastly, verse 12 says, And thou shalt remember that thou was a bondman in Mitzrayim, and thou shalt observe and do these statutes. You know, so this is something that Yah definitely wants us to do. Mm -hmm. You know. And so, as I was saying, you know, it is truly time to harvest the wheat, you know, and, you know, the wheat harvest, you know, so Shavuot or today is all about the wheat harvest in our actuality, you know, it's time to harvest the wheat and this is, this harvesting of the wheat actually speaks to the end of the world, well, at least according to Yahshua, when we uh, consider his parable given in Matthew Yahoo 13, you know, it teaches us that the wheat harvest is likened to the end of the world. So let me have my first, uh, or well, my next reader read Matthew 13, 24 through 30, please. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, 
The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? For once then hath it tares. He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, to gather the wheat into my barn. Hallelujah. Okay, so, you know, here it is, we learn, it says uh, in verse 24, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man who sowed good seed in his field. All right, so we see that this parable is likened unto the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Amen. You know, um, and he says, while he was, while he slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. You know, and I'm here to tell you that, like, since Yahshua has has ascended and sat at the right hand of his father, it's like he's been asleep. You know, um, since they uh, crucified him, you know, and he was resurrected and sat at the right hand of his father. It's kind of like he's been asleep. You know, he hasn't been right here with us. He's with us, but he's not physically with us. You know, even now someone asleep may be with us, but they're not, you know, mentally with us. Amen. You know, so here it is, you know, says that while he was asleep, someone sold tears amongst the wheat. So while Yahshua's been gone, someone's been sowing some tares amongst his wheat. Amen. Amen. You know, and he says that, you know, when the morning come, which is when he come back, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he says that uh, when the blade has sprung up, rather, when the blade sprung up and, and um, brought forth fruit, it there then appeared the tares also. So they began to see the tares. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, you know, <clears throat> what do you want us to do? Asking his servants, what do, you, what do you want us to do? And he said, our enemy has done this. You know, so he wants to go and pull up the tares. Say, nah, 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 don't do that. That's why you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. He say, nah, instead let both grow together until the harvest. And then when the harvest comes, I'll say to the reapers, gather you together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. Amen. Amen. All right. So now the expounding of, of this parable is also, also in Matthew Yahoo 13, you know, and it's in verses 36 through 43. My next reader, please. Then Yahshua. Then Yahshua. Yahushua sent the, the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field he answered and said unto them 
He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The evil, the enemy that soweth them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world, end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offer that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, who has ears to hear. Let him hear. Hallelujah. All right. You know, so now he declares the parable, you know, and he said that he that soweth the good seed is actually himself, Yahshua, the son of man. And he says the field is the world. You know, and the good seed are the children of the of the um of the kingdom. Now, it couldn't um the the the, the apostles and, and and those that uh that preached the word during that time, I don't know if they could really appreciate you know the fullness of this while they were living. But you know, a very large portion of the world know about Yahshua. You know, he he is pretty well known out here, you know, to be something that started, you know, way back when with just a handful of people, you know, Yahshua only had 12 apostles, you know, and so, you know, and he had uh, 70 others, it was 120 up in the upper room, but from 120, literally like, like uh, today you have over 2 billion um, plus people who claim to be Christian. So at least Two billion plus people, you know, have heard of Yahshua. And, you know, and because these two billion folks claim to uh to serve Yahshua, there's many, many more who's heard of them. Even if they dip, don't choose to serve them, serve them, they still heard of them. Amen. You know, and so that is just huge in perspective. If, if you think about, you know, the seed that he started with. You know, just this little 120, you know, to literally billions. You know, that's 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 pretty amazing in and of itself. You know, now, you know, bless you. And so he says the field is the world, and we see that they did so is his seed in, in in the world, you know, and it says the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. We are not here alone. You know, and this is something that I think a lot of saints fail to realize, you know, that they lose sight of, you know, they, 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 they look at, you know, everyone as the same, you know, and, you know, they look at all poor people the same, they look at all their enemies the same, you know, but they we're not the same, you know, you have within this world, if we're to believe what Yahshua is teaching in this parable within this world, our good seed, our children of the kingdom, but there are also tares, children of the wicked one. 
you know, and I know everyone, you know, uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have a heart, you know, and they want to, they want to help everyone. But do you think y'all be pleased if you're helping the enemy? Say a lot. You know, you have to realize there's good seed, but there's also tears in the world that's been sown in the world. And the enemy that sold them is the devil. But there will be becoming a harvest and this harvest speaks to the end of the world you know which actually speaks to the end of the age which by the way we are on the cusp you know so uh and he says that he will send his reapers out and what does it say uh in verse 39 tells us the reapers are the angels what's another word for angels Messenger. messenger absolutely you know so the reapers are the messengers keep that in mind put that on the shelf for a second we're gonna pull it down a little, in a little bit you know so he's gonna send his angels or messengers and they're going to gather the tares and burn them in the fire and you know they're only they're, they're gonna not only get that they're gonna get all things that offend and them which do iniquity you know those who do iniquity are those who don't keep Yah's law right these are the very ones that Yah said would not be able to uh, enter into the kingdom right you know he said he'll, he'll say you know go away I never knew you never knew you you workers of iniquity Remember that? You know, and he says there'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. But then the righteous, the righteous will shine forth as the sun, you know, in the kingdom of their father. You know, those of us who become righteous or who are righteous shall shine forth as the sun. You know, our Messiah is called the son of righteousness, S-U-N in Malachi, right? You know, when he walked the earth, he said he is the light, the light of the world. Well, what is the light of the world? Is it not the sun? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and so here it is. The righteous will shine forth as the sun, even because they will be children of the light. Amen. Amen. Even which uh, scripture teaches, you know, that we are to be children of the light, you know, children of Yahshua, ultimately. Amen? You know, um, and also we know the Father is light, and in him, there is no darkness, right? right? So, we all about that light. You know, we're the enemy, they're all about that dark. And so we want to stay in the light. We want to shine yeah. forth as, as the sun. Um, yeah, that's what it's supposed to look like that. All right, well, we got some stuff going on. Matthew Yahoo 1339 said the enemy that sold them is the devil and the harvest is the end of the world. You know, so the wheat harvest, this time that we're celebrating right now, actually speaks to a type of the end of the world. You know, now seeing that Yahushua is the um, word of Elohim, Yochanan 1 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with Elohim, and the word was Elohim, I mean. You know, so seeing that Yahushua is the word of Elohim and that he only spoke. He only spoke to the multitudes in parables. And the fact that he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, meaning he doesn't change, it's safe to conclude 
that wherever we find the wheat harvest within the word, it is likewise speaking parabolically to the end of the world. You know, and so with this in mind, let us consider the part of the story of Samson. Samson's name speaks to sunlight. Think that's just a coincidence? I think not. And we're going to take a look at a part of his story that occurs during the wheat harvest, i.e. during the end of the world, and see what we can learn from it concerning how it should be in the end. All right? So we, um, it starts off in Judges 15, 1 and 2. It says, but it came to pass within a while after in the time of the wheat harvest that Samson visited his, his, visited his wife with a kid. And he said, I will go into my wife into the chamber, but her father would not suffer him to go in. And her father said, Verily, I thought you had um, utterly, I thought thou hast utterly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to thy companion. It's not her younger sister fairer than she. Take her, I pray thee, instead of her. Yeah, that probably wasn't good. That, that, was, that wasn't a good thing. You know, um, nevertheless, this is what happened. And we see it's in the time of the wheat harvest. And knowing what Yahshua said and what he taught us during this parable, we can conclude that this speaks to, also speaks to um, a type of the end of the world. You know, and one of the things that just kind of stuck out to me is that Samson visited his wife with a kid. You know, and this word kid was, I found it to be very interesting because it wasn't one word. It was actually two words mm. that actually spoke to um, goats. You know, I, I, I wouldn't one have done, you know, couldn't you just use one white wire there too. You know, and so I was trying to look and see if there was actually two goats, you know, but none of the translations translated as two goats, even though you have two words that clearly speak to goats. You know, the first one is um, that's translated is uh, Gadi, number 14.23, and it speaks to a young goat. And then you have um, the second one is A's, number, number um, 57.95, and it speaks to a she-goat. So I guess you put them together, you have a young she-goat. You know, or why didn't they just say a young she-goat? Mm. You know, they didn't. But anyway, you know, as... A's comes from the uh, root Azaz, number 5810, meaning to be impudent, offensively bold, disrespectful. You know, say loud on that one. You know, so I just figured I'd throw this in here because it just kind of reminded me of the sin offering, you know, which is uh, found in Numbers 15, 27 through 31. It says, if any soul sin through ignorance, then he shall bring a she-goat of the first year for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sinneth ignorantly when the sin, when he sinneth by ignorance before Yahuwah to make an atonement for him and it shall be forgiven him. Ye have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourneth among them. Now take note that it was only for those who sinned ignorantly, you know. And then verse 30 um, follows up and says, but the soul that doeth all presumptuously or purposely, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproach of Yahuwah, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people because he has despised the word of Yahuwah and have broken his commandment, that soul shall 
utterly be cut off, his iniquity shall be upon him. You know, and see, this is this is why I say that you know the sacrificial system was only for ignorant, um, uh, those who sinned ignorantly, not those who sinned purposely. You know, uh, but I thought it was interesting that it clearly makes the point of showing a she goat, and a she goat is, from what I can find, is only a, pretty much associated with the um, the sin offering. You know, and so yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting you know uh now judges 15 1 and 2 paints a picture of yahushua returning for his philistine bride only you know um because you know samson is a type of yahushua in this respect you know and it shows him returning for his philistine bride and only to find that uh find her given to one of the philistine companions you know and for those of you all who remember the the uh, first Samuel study, which we, we just got, got done with, the Philistines spoke to, you know, those who had faith without works. You know, and so here it is. We see a picture of Yahushua returning for his bride from amongst those who have faith but without works. And it says when he first came to Timnah, he was given 30 men of the Philistines uh, to be his companions. And one of these guys would have been the one that his wife was actually given to. And Timnah speaks to, you know, portioned out or a part that was taken out, you know, which is uh, pretty revelatory, you know, when you consider the woman, I mean, that was, that's taken out, you know, uh, of the man, you know, and uh, number 30, it's revelatory and 30, you know, is associated with the priesthood because they all begin to serve as priests at 30 years old, you know, and so we see some, some spiritual pictures up in here. Now, like unto Samson, Yahushua's bride also betrayed him, after which uh, both left and Judges 15 is about when Samson returns. And so what I'm pointing out is you know, uh, when I say like unto Samson, Yahushua's bride also betrayed him. Samson's bride um, actually betrayed him. He left, he had uh, put forth a riddle to his companions, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, and there was 30 of them, remember, you know, and if they were to make out the riddle, you know, he promised them all a change of garment, you know, uh, 30 sheets and 30 changes of garment. You know, and if they could not figure it out by the end of the um, of the nuptial feast, then they would have to give him a sheet and a change of garment. You know, and so here it is. They came to his to his uh, to his wife. You know, and threatened her and her family. You know, to get the secret from uh, from Samson to answer to the riddle from Samson. And he ended up giving in. And she, of course, told him and betrayed him. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, with Yahushua, you know, the, one of the most infamous, you know, bad guys in scripture, Judas, betrayed our Messiah. You know, and so, you know, uh, and after which both of them left, Yahshua was then crucified. You know, and then later ascended up to the right hand of the Father, and 
in the story of Samson, he took off and then he comes back. And so this is about when he comes back. So it's also a picture of when Yahshua comes back, which so happens to be at the time of the wheat harvest, which Yahshua says gonna be the end of the world. Go figure, right? You know, so I pray you can see how it aligns. All right, Judges 15, three and four, my next reader, please. Who has the mic? Oh. <laughs> 15, you said 15 and four, right? 15, three and four. Three and four. And Samson said, counseling then, oh, concerning then now shall I be more blameless than the Philistine, though I do them a displeasure. And Samson went and caught three foxes and took fire brands and turned tall and turned tail to tail and put a fire fire brand in the middle in a mist between the two tails all right you know now this you know for all my would-be disciples this has to stand out like a sore thumb this is just such a strange you know thing to do i mean you know, it's like, you know, it's a rematch, right? You know, so here it is. We're told that that Samson went and caught 300 foxes. That's a lot of foxes. And took fire, and not to mention foxes are hard to catch. You know, nevertheless, even he found, he, he caught 300 foxes and took firebrands and turned them tail to tail and put a firebrand in the midst between the two tails. Now, you know, Yah had to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. leading him to do such a thing. I mean, now, this word foxes is shoe off, number 7776 mm. in your Strongs, and it speaks to a burrow. Mm. And uh, because fox, foxes live in burrows, you know, and then you have a firebrand. Firebrand is lapid, number 3940, meaning to shine. It speaks to like a lamp or a light. You know, and so here it is. You see these, these foxes, you know, that's, that's, that's lit up. They have light. Say that. And we know who the author of light is, right? We know, mm -hmm. know. All right. Let's consider uh, Ezekiel. 13, one through four, because, you know, it teaches us, you know, uh, about foxes a bit, you know, Ezekiel 13, one through four, and the word of Yahuwah came unto me saying, now we know who the word is, right? The word of Yahuwah, so this is, you know, this is obviously Yahshua, came unto me saying, son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts, Hear ye the word of Yahuwah. Thus saith the Adonai Yahuwah, woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Then he says something profound. He said, oh, Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the desert. Mm -hmm. You know, and so hereby we, we see that foxes are likened unto prophets. You know, and so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you start considering these uh, 300 foxes that Samson caught that actually had light, you know, 
they had light on their tails. Now, the, the, um, the word tail, uh, uh, I should have I should have put it up here, you know, but it, it, it speaks to, it's, it's, it's the, it refers to the tail in the sense of it's flapping, you know, or, or wagging, or, you know, what it literally says, um, said flapping. You know, kind of like someone flapped their mouth, you know, flapping. Yeah, you know, and you know that them foxes was flapping their mouths, you know, when they, when they um, tails caught a fire, <laughs> you know, undoubtedly they were making some noise around there, you know, and the reason that that's important because you know Yah, he paints pictures with his words, you know, and so here it is. You see these foxes going out two by two. Sound familiar? Going out two by two with lights and running their mouth like, like nobody's business, you know, yelling at the top of their lungs because, you know, they're on fire, you know. Hmm. Remember what uh, what Jeremiah said, right? Uh, so here it is. Um, let us consider Matthew Yahoo 1340 through 42. It says, and therefore the tares are gathered and, and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels or his messengers, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity and cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be welling and gnashing of teeth. Mm. Now, within this parable, it's talking about the wheat harvest. Now, during this time that Samson comes back, it's during the wheat harvest. You know, and he actually takes 300 foxes, take firebrands, and time tell to tell, and send them through the wheat. You know, very, very detailed picture there. You know, very detailed picture there, especially when you when you consider that the shaft represents. Um, the children of, of of the world or the children of the wicked one and the wheat represents the, the children of the kingdom. Mm. But we're in, we're in Philistine territory. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, so we're not exactly talking about Yah's children here. We're talking about the tares. Those Philistines were tares amongst the wheat in the kingdom of Elohim, in the land of Canaan. The Philistines were like the terrorists, they were children of the um a wicked of the wicked one. Hence, they did wickedness because they didn't have Yah's Torah. Amen. You know, and so I pray that you can see this picture here. You know, of these messengers running through them and destroying them. You know, as they're running through them, making all this noise. It's a beautiful picture. You know. And it correlates with Yahshua's parable, you know, about him sending his messengers, you know, to gather the wheat, you know, uh, to gather the wheat in the barns and to destroy the tares, which are the children of the wicked one. You know, so this is all going to take place during the, the wheat harvest at the end of the world. Amen. You know, now Judges 15, 5 said, and when he had set the brands um, on fire, he let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines 
and burnt up the shocks and also the standing corn with the vineyards and olives. Mm. You know, so this is all where he burnt up. You know, um, anybody know what shocks are? I sure didn't. I had to uh, had to look that one up. But I didn't know what a shock was. But shocks are the bundles. Mm. That's the bundles of uh, corn. Remember, Yahshua's parable said that uh, it will burn up the bundles. You know, the shocks are the bundles. So if you ever uh, roll past like a, a, a grain field, you know, during, during harvest time, you'll see they have like these great big old bundles sitting like in the middle of the field, you know, every so often, you know, where they done gathered it up, you know, and usually like uh, it's kind of, they kind of, you know, they, they put it like upside down and, and they lean it kind of kind of like a teepee, you know, the way that they lean it together. And you see them like throughout the field where, you know, they've been gathering, you know, and uh, from from what I understand, from what I learned, like the English shop is like 16 bundles, you know, so, you know, yeah, learned a bit about shops. Mm -hmm. um, and it says also the standing corn, the vineyards and the olives. And so the, uh, the shocks, you know, speaks speaks to like the congregants, and this, the uh, corn, the, the vineyards, and the olives speaks to the priesthood. Mm -hmm. These were the gifts that was always given to the priest. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have in Matthew thirteen thirty where it, it speaks of and bind them in bundles to to burn them. You know, speaking of the shocks, you know, that's what they would do. You know. They bind them in the bundles, you know, and create these shocks, you know, and says, gather the wheat into my barn. So this is a picture of the destruction of the Philistine congregants and clergy, you know, and again, the Philistines represented those who had faith, but not works, you know. So if they didn't have works, it's because they wasn't keeping Yah's Torah, you know, they wasn't keeping Yah's Torah, and so... They had no works, you know, and so, you know, that's what the Philistines speak to. Then we had judges, have judges 15, 6. It says, then the Philistines said, who have done this? And they answered Samson, the son-in-law of the Tim, Timnite, because he had taken his wife and given her to his companion. And the Philistines came up and burnt her and her father with fire. And this is just simply a picture of the Philistines retaliating. You know, whereby they destroy Yahshua's bride by fiery trials. And see, this is what verse Kepha speaks about in um, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. He says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Mashiach's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. You know, a lot of people, you know, complain and cry and, you know, get upset when they're persecuted for Yah's namesake, you know, as if something unfair is happening, you know, but scripture teaches us that we ought to be glad, you know, it, it says even here in 1 Kephas 4.13, rejoicing as much as ye are partakers in Messiah's sufferings. And you'll see this oftentimes throughout the Brick Kadashah, throughout those who follow Yahshua, you know, they will, they will give accolades to those who um, appoint accolades to those who actually are partakers of Messiah's sufferings. You know, like that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. The reason they would do that is because that was a good thing. 
You know, his, Yahshua himself said, rejoice, be exceedingly glad when you are persecuted for my name's sake or for righteousness sake. Amen. You know, so that in the spirit realm is what we rejoice about. In the physical realm, people look at us like we nuts because, you know, we're going through H-E double hockey sticks and, you know, we're actually doing it with a smile on our face. We're actually doing it, you know, um, and rejoicing. Think of the apostles after they came out from, from the Sadducees, you know, after being rebuked for preaching Yahshua and they took them in there and they beat them and they came out rejoicing that they were, that they were uh, found worthy to partake of Messiah's sufferings and, and get beat. Can you imagine how they look to those Sadducees who just got finished beating, you know, and everybody who know that they're going to get spoke on lost they rabbit behind mine, you know, nevertheless, they were rejoicing, you know, and we have to understand what that means for us. It means our reward is great. So, you know, if you suffer for Yah's namesake or for righteousness, they say you have something to rejoice about. Hallelujah. Yeah, say that now. You know? <laughs> but yeah, but that's what it's about. You know, that's that's actually what it's about. All right, let's continue on. Judges 15, 7 says, And Samson said unto them, Though ye have done this, yet will I be avenged of you. And after that, I will cease. You know, so here it is. You know, he retaliated because his wife was given away. Then they retaliate because he retaliated. And now he retaliate because they retaliate. A lot of retaliating going on. A lot of retaliation going on. You know, and so, you know, and this is this speaks to what happens in the end times, even as Yahshua's revelation teaches us, you know, when they come up against his bride and they destroy, destroy his bride. You know, we have something that, that pictures that in Revelation 6, 9 through 11. It says, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of Elohim. And again, we know who the word of Elohim is, right? And for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Adonai, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. You know, and so we actually see symbolism of this in the story of Samson as well, because after he gets, gets done, um, you know, uh, 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 beating up on him, he goes and rests for a bit. You know, it says in um, Judges 15, 8, he smote them hip and thigh with a great slaughter, and he went down and dwelt in the top of the rock, eat them. You know, and so after he get finished whooping on them, he goes and dwelt in, in the top of Ethan where, where he was, you know, taking uh, refuge and rest. You know, now it says that he smote them hip and thigh. This word Hill is um, actually show, and it speaks to the lower leg. And thigh is yarek, number 3409, and it's, um, it speaks to the thigh or the loins. And this is really interesting because, you know, 
first of all, it says he's smoking with a grace lawless. So that means he was killing people, right? It's kind of hard to kill somebody when you're hitting them on the hip and the thigh, if you think about it, right? You know, so that should be a remand. That's a that's a hint that you know, okay, something more to this picture. You know, so here it is. You got to think spiritually. Got to open your spiritual eyes. It says, you know. This word hip is only translated hip one time, and that's here. Mm. Usually it's leg or shoulder. You know, but it specifically means a leg. You know, and when you're talking about the shoulder of an animal, you're still talking about leg. Amen. You know, because they have four of them. So here it is. It says he smoked them hip and thigh. He smoked their lower leg, you know, and he smoked their thigh. Now, this word thigh is also translated as loins, ex elsewhere and so that's that's important you know because when you consider first keepers 113 it says wherefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of yahushua mashiach so hereby we learn that samson which is a type of yahushua will take vengeance by attacking the philistines legs attacking their walk you know, as well as their minds, you know, their loins, which represents their minds. And the um, the word or Yahushua also bears witness to this, that this will happen in the end times. We find it in 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through, through um, 12. My next reader, please. And then shall the wicked be revealed, from whom the Adonai shall consume with the ruach of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, Elohim shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in, un in unrighteousness. Wow. Okay. So verse 8 said, the out and nine shall consume, you know, says that the, the, um, the wicked shall be revealed. So everybody going to know who the wicked are, they, you know, and who this particular person is. It says, whom the Adonai shall consume with the ruach of his mouth. Mm. What comes out the mouth? Words. You know, so it's the spirit of the word. Amen? Mm. Which is the spirit of truth. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Mm. And the brightness speaks to his light. Mm. You know, which is a type of um, righteousness or law. You know, if you would. You know, this is why you have David saying, you know, to arise a lamp unto my feet, you know, a light unto my path. Amen. Or uh, 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 I may have crisscrossed them, but you get my point. Verse 11 said, And for this cause Elohim should send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Can you not see that he's attacking them in the mind? Mm -hmm. Even as Samson, it speaks of Samson, you know, smiting them uh leg and hip. Right, you know, or or, or legging, um, legging loins, you know. So with their walk coming up against their walk and coming up against their mind, yeah. you can see that Yash, 
um, that Yah actually will come up against the enemy, you know, against by attacking their mind, causing them um, to believe a lie, sending them strong delusion and causing them to believe a lie, you know, and it says that they all might be damned to believe not the truth, you know, the Ruach of his mouth, the spirit of truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, you know, they enjoy it. Now we have a second witness also found in Romans chapter one, verses 28 through 32. My next reader, please. Romans 1, 28 through 132. And even as they did not like to recall Elohim in their knowledge, uh, retain Elohim in their knowledge, Elohim gave them over to a reprobate mind. To do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of Elohim, despiteful, proud boasters, or proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection. Implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of Elohim, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. All right, so here it is. We, we see a second witness, you know, and I'm just showing the witnesses concerning the attacking of the mind, because you attack the mind, you're going to automatically affect the walk. Because as a man thinketh, so is he, I mean, you know, and so. You know, here it is. We see a second witness that Yah will attack their mind. It says in uh, Romans one twenty eight. You know, and even as they did not like to retain Elohim in their knowledge, you know. So when they think about their knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, Elohim doesn't enter into the equation. You know, they don't retain him in their knowledge. This is, this is not what they consider. You know, something that's important. Um, you know, to understand. Mm -hmm. You know, so Yah says. He gave him over to he'll give him over to a reprobate mind, you know, to do those things which are not convenient, you know, and so then they'll become filled with unrighteousness, you know. And he says, now this is the kicker right here. He says, who knowing the judgment of Elohim, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do, you know, and so. You know, it's sad to say, but you can see that now today. You see wicked people and you see people actually, you know, know that what they're doing is wrong, but they have pleasure in those who do them. You know, you think of like many of your secular artists, you know, who, you know, or what they call stars, you know, you, you think about them, they, you know, folks know they wicked and they still love them. So what is that saying for their mind? Say lie, you know. Now we can only speculate why one would knowingly do such a thing. What they know that these things committed are worthy of death, in accordance to Yah's knowledge, you know. Yet, with what Scripture have offered us, you know, 
you know, why would they do that? With what scripture have offered it's not really too hard to see how this can happen in our day and time. Can anyone see how this um, could actually come about today? Yeah. You know, by not following the commandments. Absolutely. You know, folks are actually teaching that, you know, Yah's laws, his commandments are done away with and that they don't have to be done. You know, and people are buying into that, you know, and even though they know that the word says that, hey, people who do these things are worthy of death. Mm. You know, but because they're being taught that, oh, well, you know, those things are done away with. They still do them and take pleasure in those who, who do them, even though even in the same um, brick out of shower, New Testament scriptures, it still say don't do it. Like even here, it's talking about it right here. You know, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, you know, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, uh, whisperers, backbiters, haters of Elohim, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. It's, it's, it goes on and on about things, what not to do. And this is this is New Testament, right? This, yeah. You know, then you have the works of the flesh in, in Galatians um, 5. And again, folks, like, just, like, those things not even there. And it tells you even there, like, look, the folks that do these things, they're, 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 they're down. You know? So, you know, you can very, very much see how it can come about and how it is. It has come about, you know, today. You know, but... I just want to leave you with this, you know, Matthew 13, 43, because it says when Yahshua come back, it says, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun. That's why we're called to be the children of light. You know, Yah's Torah is a type of light. His commandments are a type of light. Those who do them become children of light, you know, hence they cause us to become righteous. And when you're righteous, you shine forth as light, even as the sun in the kingdom of our father, who have ears to hear, let them hear. That's all I have for you today. Pray with oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.